Hello and welcome back. I'm Steve Murphy, a trust and estates attorney with McGuire Woods LLP. And this is Once Removed, my podcast on estate planning, trusts, property, taxes, family, legacy, and everything else on my clients' minds, and everything on my mind. Well, here we are. It's time to talk about taxes. I guess it's not too much of a surprise we've reached this point. We've already spoken about death, so now it's time to talk about taxes. Death and taxes, they always seem linked. Benjamin Franklin had that famous letter in 1789 where he said this, our new constitution is now established and has an appearance that promises permanency. But in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. That's a great quote. And what's interesting about that quote is that it was a side comment about death and taxes. Franklin wasn't even talking about death and taxes. He was really talking about the constitution. But he was onto something. These two concepts, they're inevitable and they're linked. And some clients really focus on taxes as part of their estate plan. But here on Once Removed, our goal is to educate the client, to create that thoughtful plan that carries out their intent. We find that in many cases, clients really are focused and driven by avoiding estate tax. But we think that puts too much emphasis on taxes. We say that's like the tail wagging the dog. That is the tax tail wagging the estate planning dog. Instead, we like to think about it the other way around. Think of the plan first. What is the goal for transferring this wealth during life and then upon death? Taxes will be a factor in that plan, but taxes shouldn't be the only factor. And I humbly say, I don't think they should be the most important factor. So with all that in mind, let's just take a few minutes to talk through the tax system and how it works upon death. So we're focused here about estate and gift tax. In other podcasts, we'll talk about other tax regimes like income tax and basis of assets after a transfer. And then one of my favorites, the generation skipping transfer tax or GST tax. But here we're focused on estate tax. There is a federal estate tax. There are also taxes by some states on property based on certain tests. Uh, there are only a handful of states that have a state estate tax or a state inheritance tax. I actually maintain a chart for the American College of Trust and Estate Council on those state death taxes, and you can find that on their website. But for our purposes here, we're just talking about that federal estate tax. This is a tax on U.S. citizens and U.S. residents, and it applies to all property owned by that decedent at his or her death anywhere in the world. That concept is the gross estate for estate tax purposes, and it's very broad. This gross estate doesn't just include the probate estate that we spoke about on another podcast. It really includes every type of property that is owned by or controlled by you at your death. This would include things like your house or your share of your house if you own it jointly, investments, a small business, a farm, tangible personal property like jewelry, coin collections, and cash. It would also include assets that are controlled by you, even if you don't think you've got full ownership or use of it right now. So it would include proceeds of a life insurance policy. If you have certain rights over that policy during your life, it also includes retirement benefits. But what it does not include, importantly, it does not include assets that can't be controlled by you. So an example of this is an irrevocable trust. If you have set up an irrevocable trust, or if one has been set up for you, then typically those assets are not included in your gross estate for estate tax purposes. So that's the bad news. The estate tax applies to the gross estate and it's very broad. 
here's some more bad news. The estate tax rate is currently very high. It's actually 40%. So once the estate tax kicks in, we'll get to that in a moment, the rate is 40%. And that 40% estate tax is due nine months after the decedent's death. Okay, but here's some good news or good news for most of you. There is an exemption from estate tax. And that's actually really good news. That exemption from estate tax is currently $10 million indexed for inflation. So as of 2023, that amount is $12.92 million that you can pass free of any estate tax at your death. Uh, and that's a lot of money, as I remind my clients and students all the time. Now, this exemption has been growing. It used to be a lot lower. And in 2000, the estate tax exemption was only $675,000. Now, to be fair, in 2000, that was a good amount of money. It's still a good amount of money now, but it's nothing near that $12.92 million of exemption now. And there are some elections you can make upon the death of one spouse so that spouses can uh, double up this exemption or use their combined exemptions. That's a process called portability. And yep, that's gonna be the subject of another podcast too. In 2026, that current estate tax exemption is scheduled to be cut in half. So it'll go from 10 million index for inflation to 5 million index for inflation. So if you think about one thing in the future to consider for in terms of timing, you might think about the end of 2025 or early 2026 to keep an eye on changes in tax law. And then there's a gift tax as well. So this exemption amount is the total that you can leave during life and upon death without triggering estate tax or federal gift tax. So you could almost think about that like a meter. So this uh, exemption you have is indexed for inflation. It'll go up every year as there's an inflation adjustment but then as you make a gift during life, then you start to draw down on that meter. And then upon your death, that's the amount of exemption you can use to shelter assets from estate tax. So it might be 12.92 million adjusted up or adjusted down as of the date of your death. But then there are some other good news. There are three very important exceptions to the estate tax. The first is there is a charitable deduction. You can leave as much money as you want during life or upon death to charities and not worry about paying any estate tax. We'll talk about some charitable vehicles again in other podcasts. There's also a marital deduction. You can give as much money as you want to a surviving spouse or to your spouse as long as that spouse is a U.S. citizen. That amount escapes estate tax or gift tax for the first spouse, but then those assets are included in the surviving spouse's gross estate. So this really is just deferring estate tax until the death of the surviving spouse. Again, we can talk more about that on other podcasts. And then there's another important exception. This is an annual amount that you can give to anyone in the world without using any of that gift and estate tax exemption. This is called an annual exclusion gift. That amount right now for 2023 is $17,000 per recipient. So you could make those gifts, they're very generous, but they're relatively small, to these individuals and not draw down on that meter of your estate tax exemption. So again, we're gonna talk about all those exceptions in later podcasts. We'll also talk about how to use that exemption during life to maybe start to reduce any estate tax due. But now that we've got a good handle on how the estate tax operates, let's just return to this concept of how it plays into the overall estate plan. Again, some clients are really concerned about estate tax, but remember that exemption, it's currently really high. 
And remember those exceptions like charitable gifts. As an example, if you plan to leave most or all your funds to charity during life or upon death, then you don't expect there will be any estate tax due. So I guess don't just run out and start giving away property because you're worried about estate tax. That maybe is another metaphor. That's putting the cart before the horse. Instead, let's focus on those overall goals. And then let's think how you can work towards that in a tax efficient way. So before we close, I wanna give you one takeaway, one action item, or maybe two. Let's start with a quick calculation of the estate tax that would be due upon your death. It's actually not that hard to calculate. As I tell my students all the time, it's not that hard a math problem. You take your total gross estate, or maybe your spouse's too if you're married, that'd be all your assets, including insurance policies owned or controlled by you. And then you subtract your remaining estate tax exemption or maybe your and your spouse's if you're married, then you'll get a number. That's the taxable estate. You can multiply that number by 40% and that's the tax that will, will be due. But for many clients, there won't be any estate tax we expect to be due. Maybe their estate tax uh, exemption is high enough, it can shelter all of their assets. But the second step is maybe even more important. Ask yourself this, if there is a estate tax due or if there might be a estate tax due, do you care? Not surprisingly, there's a spectrum. One end of the spectrum, the client says, I really don't care. There might be a state tax due years from now, but I wanna enjoy my property now. I wanna control that property now. The other end of the spectrum, the client says, I care a lot about that potential estate tax. I wanna do anything in my power, even maybe give up control or benefit to try to reduce that estate tax in the future. But for most of you and for most of my clients, you're gonna be somewhere in the middle on that spectrum. They think about taxes as an important factor and one that they'll need to balance with all the other components of their estate planning, like benefits and access and control and flexibility and when and how to transfer assets. And those are the kinds of issues we explore on this podcast. I'm Steve Murphy, and this has been Once Removed, a podcast on thoughtful estate planning.